Welcome to the First Issue Club podcast. You are joining us for a very special edition. We're going back and we're covering a book that we told you we were going to cover from January 31st. Today we're covering Black AF out on Black Mask. We got only one book this time because it is giant as fuck as well. So uh, we were really excited to review this book and we got a special guest uh, reviewing with us today, Will Tony. Um, check out willtony.com. He's a local photographer in Kansas City, an artist. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who do we have in the club today? And since our main character in this comic book establishes her own aesthetic when she becomes a superhero, if you woke up tomorrow and became a superhero, what would your main accessory be? I'm Mike DeStacy. My main accessory would be a puka shell necklace. I feel like the white shells are really going to pop on my beachy suntan skin and it's just like you signify coolness with puka shells Ooh, (laughs) i like that okay thanks i don't need your approval (laughs) i know you don't the puka shell should have told you i was just impressed by it (laughs) please (laughs) all right uh this is uh budget king and my item would be i would have a uh washable tattoo what are those called temporary tattoos yeah yep. um of my butthole on my forehead <laughs> and then i had to have i would have an eye inside my butthole they'd call me cyclops <laughs> ass Whoa. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> I would call you ass clops. There, that's better. Call me ass clops. <laughs> please, please call me ass clops. Yeah, temporarily. <laughs> All right. I need to step it up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm Will Tony. I would definitely finally have a gold tooth. And maybe in that gold tooth, it would have like a uh, reference to another superhero, like. Maybe a Superman symbol inside the gold tooth so that when I smile at people, they'd be like, you're not Superman. What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> Curveballs. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, my name is Caitlin Morosic, and I'd probably have a fanny pack, if I'm being honest, because there are just certain things that I need to have, and I wouldn't want to have anxiety about saving other people if I didn't have those things with me they're near so, and dear. They're so utilitarian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always pulling the utility card. Nice. Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> Making uh, us look dumb. <laughs> Let's get this podcast started. Today we're covering Black AF, America's Sweetheart, out on Black Mask. Written by Kwanzaa Osajefo uh, je- and illustrated by Jennifer Johnson, Sho Maras, and Tim Smith III. Black AF is the sequel to the famed Black comic out on Black Mask. Black was originally launched as a Kickstarter, raising over $91,000, more than three times its goal in 2016. What io9 said about Black was that it is a young black person gets shot by police. This time, he gets up, discovering that he's more powerful than he ever could have imagined. In a time when the African-American community fraught relationships with the police is making headlines across the world, Black is shaping up to be a superhero comic ripped right out of some of modern America's biggest social issues. This is the continuation of that story. Black AF follows the life of Ellie Franklin, a 15-year-old girl living in rural Montana. 
Ellie discovers that she has superpowers. Insane fucking superpowers. Maybe the most powerful person on the planet. And through uh, the lens of social media, she labels herself good girl. However, it isn't such an easy Superman story uh, for good girl. She is the adopted daughter of a white family of whom the father is a government official who is tasked with cataloging and controlling the world's superheroes. Good girl story unfolds as we find out she is indeed not from this planet and from an alien race. She finds this story through battling a super terrorist who reveals to be her true origin as Ellie's sister. Good Girl not only battles against the fear of Earth being empowered by blacks with powers, but now she must also fight against her adopted family and her alien family of origin. Whew! We got a doozy here. Lots a lot of setup. Sorry, did I do too much? <laughs> no! <laughs> it was too much. <laughs> Yours are a lot more concise. No, I, no, sorry. Now I feel like I was criticizing you. I'm just saying, a lot happened to get us here. A lot. There's mm-hmm. a lot to uh, talk about here. And if you read this book, you read a graphic novel, which this is the first one that we've ever covered. What does AF mean? Oh. As fuck? <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> oh, true? <laughs> <laughs> is this comic black as fuck? Somewhat. Yeah, I thought the, the adoption part kind of lifted some of the pressure off of it being black as fuck. Did you feel like black was more black as fuck? Definitely. That was my that was my premise. It's, it seemed like that from your because I will confess I have not read that, but it seemed from your setup that it was, it was more so, AF than black AF. Are you not going to say as fuck, Caitlin? Um, Greg's mom listens to this. Budget <laughs> <Roger> King. <laughs> so correct me if I'm wrong in this assumption. This book, Black AF, kind of read like a teen story. I'm assuming black was a little more adult-oriented. Am I right or am I wrong? I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. There was, well, the first part was like the language, you know. Yeah. They, they cussed throughout black, and then they did not as much in black AF. Yeah, it definitely seemed like storyline this might be for a teen audience. Mm-hmm. And that actually leads me to like one of my questions that I have about this book. Yep. What about how she uses social media? That was definitely, like, the thing that made her, like, a current teenager. Mm-hmm. I also thought the sister character kind of brought in you, like, two, uh, two females to see or, like, to kind of see how they, like, were so different from one another, but, like, in using their powers and everything. Yeah. Good. Okay, speaking of the sister, when they started fighting, did you ever, like, lose track as to why they were fighting each other? Absolutely. A little bit. I've, I'll admit to that. Yeah. I thought it was kind of masterful that they're having a debate just as much as they're like pummeling each other. Super interesting dynamic here because you identify with both characters, I think. You have Ellie, who was raised by this family, has a normal life, you know, loves America to the fullest extent. Yeah. Which is some. A little bit hard to stomach sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. I was kind of like with Zion a lot of times. Like, okay, yeah, we have a realist. 100%. And then you have this person who says, hey, impending doom is coming. We come from this horrible, troubled future born out of this uh, moment that we're currently in that's going to – has a possibility to diverge into two different paths. And I think 
Ellie has a way she envisions preventing that future, and then her sister has a different way, which I think is more death and destruction. But I did like, I thought it was funny that it was a teenager from Montana that was obsessed with saving America and yeah. keeping everyone safe. <laughs> from a white, like a white government family. Yeah. yeah. So this, there's a theme in this book that I think the fact that it is black people that get these superpowers, basically the majority now of America can't stand for that. They won't. They, they don't want something good to happen to a minority of America, right? It, is, that, is that something that you saw, or am I just, like, reading into that? And do you think that's current with American politics? Yes. I talk to so many people that will deny, deny, deny that they have privilege and then will, like, lose their minds in fear when they feel like they're losing it, even though they don't acknowledge that they have it. It really seemed to me that this book was like showing like how far power goes to stay in power, even if they're not always conscious that that's what they're doing. And some of it was like very overt. I thought it was kind of cool how they started to show some of the rallies in there where they had sort of mirroring like uh, alt-right rallies. There's sort of like like one of the things I'd written down that I thought was funny was how the they kind of use like the same like super predator language, like black people having superpowers. And they're talking about how dangerous it is and all the violence and stuff. And they have, like, the—I believe it's the president giving a speech. And he's sort of—I can't remember exactly what he says. But it so for those of, that. for our audience that doesn't—what is the super predator language? Uh, super predator is sort of, like, from the, uh, from, like, the 90s where basically, you know, Hillary Clinton describes—or well, people use the language of describing young black men as super predators and being hyper-violent and dangerous— um, it's a war on drugs and war on crime yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, I heard this described as X-Men meets the wire. Yeah. <laughs> and I, kinda, I can kind of, like, <laughs> see that, that a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Speaking of the X-Men comparison, X-Men tries to, and in fact, Mike talked, what's the quote about X-Men? X- X-Men is a story about... <laughs> Tolerance. Tolerance. <laughs> uh, it, it, that's a whole, like, theme, right? In X-Men and the mutant abilities and things like that. Yep. Uh how does black deal with that? Like, or what's what's black's take on that, or black AF's take on that? It's I think refreshing now to get stories that are much more literal about race and prejudice. Like, great that X Men's been doing this thing for so long, but it's so abstract in X Men, and I think it's doing essentially the same thing. I mean, the premise of this book is just phenomenal. I'm like, give me movies, give me TV mm-hmm. shows, give me everything, just based off the premise alone. Um, I think it's one of the few books where you can just say one sentence about it, a world where b- only black people have superpowers. I don't care who you are, you want to know what happens, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at, its, at its core, it's that kind of story about, I guess, tolerance, right? This This black AF in particular didn't lean into it as much as I thought it would. I think it got a little, going into those sci-fi elements, almost took me out of that aspect. Which I have to say, if you're writing this and you're like, oh, I'm the guy that wrote Black X-Men, or I wrote, you know, the world where only black superpowers happen. At some point you have to be like, I'm going to write a world where it's like, 
that's not the central focus anymore. Sure. Right? Like, it has to come out of that. What else is there, right? Because we, we can only go through those elements for a certain period of time, I think. Right. Um, that's a good point. And I think that, like, I think jumping into it as a teen book and just, like, living in that world is so smart and, like, interesting to keep it going. It's kind of crazy that he was able to take that story to, like, that level already. We talk about this with LGBTQ characters a lot, how, like, comic books, at least independent comic books, have gotten so much better about writing them into comic books as just natural, everyday people. And I think that one of the beauties of this comic book is it got to the point of, you know what, world where only black people have superpowers? Fine. Normal. Yep. Not going to be like something where it's like overtly commentary on anything. It's just is the world enjoyable for whoever you are, which is a fucking astounding feat as an Mm -hmm. author to Mm -hmm. have accomplished. To like, because think about every interview this guy goes into, (laughs) right? Sure. You know, like he's always going to be labeled as the guy that wrote Black that like trying to be overly political. He just made a good fucking comic book. Just kind of insane. I'll say I, I, I totally agree with that. The, the more we talk about this book, the, the more I like it. And when I, when I first read it, I might have said this at the top, that I wanted it to be way more politically driven. And I was like, it's kind of just like a normal fun superhero romp at its core. Like there's some like obviously some serious themes in here that get set up early and uh, are throughout. But at its core, it's just a fun superhero story. And that, that kind of took away from it for me going in with my expectations. This, especially when this turns into a TV show and a medium with a lot more attention, it's going to be, the conversation is going to be so tough. It's going to be so hard to please everybody. Is it too black? Is it not black enough? Are they leaning into it too much? Are they not leaning into it enough? You know what I mean? Right. Like, I, I think I overanalyzed the fuck out of this <laughs> before, before we, like, started talking about it. And the more we talk about it, the more I'm like, and the more I take this at face value, the more I like this book. I thought it was good to see the contrast between the first one, Black, and then the second one, Black AF, because I thought that the first one was so heavy, you know, where they sort of, like, walk you through all these themes and sort of, like, oppression, and they are parsing out like the language and people are like getting really like overly political or they're playing like different sides of just like discourse and then they dialed it all the way back and it becomes a teen story so i thought it was cool to see the two issues just to see them sort of try to figure out which way they want the comic to go or like how it will you know where it'll fall it works in both like i wish i'd read Black more for more Me context too. going into this conversation <laughs> for sure. But it also but. handles like complexity of issues. They're not always felt one way or the other. Yeah. What do you think of Black AF as a revisionist Superman story? Right? I mean, you, you can see the comparisons, right? Yes. Yeah. Like, and in fact, all of her powers mimic it. I think she's even shooting lasers out of her eyes near the end of the story, right? Born into a uh, rural family, completely lawful good, like, completely just like. 100% trying to do a good thing. I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one that sees that, but... No, you're right. And that that's... So that, that plays well into the mythology of the whole book, that she's from the future where th- the race of superheroes has evolved further to be stronger and have more power, mm-hmm. and she comes back to this time, and she is 
God among men, essentially, and she's a black woman. What is what is Superman fighting in the when he when he comes back when he, in his first issues? In his first issues, just like people getting robbed. Okay. A clock tower falling over. <laughs> okay. Do you know people, what I mean? Do Shit people like accuse Superman of only saving white dudes? Because <laughs> <laughs> that adds a little bit. Like, did he ever have to deal with that shit? That's a good point, it's actually. So true, yeah. <laughs> In fact, I don't think he saves one single black person. <laughs> no one said anything. No. I, yeah, I don't remember there being black people on Smallville. I could be wrong, but I remember the, the yeah. teen Superman mm-hmm. stories and everything, and it reminded me of that, of course. The Superman comparison's great. I mean, yeah, raised on a farm by this old couple. Yeah. Totally. The and if you if you would have come out literally and said like, "What if Superman also, is black?" Superman, uh, good girl. Like, there's also yeah. like, sure. kind of like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Did we miss anything on there? Well, you got a bunch <laughs> of notes. We made it. To uh, all I, mine. Yeah, I, uh, I wrote down "Globe Star" with an exclamation. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Mark, yeah. We should have talked about that. <laughs> 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 I, first of all, yeah. World, yeah. World Star should change your name to Globe yes. Star. Globe Star. Stat. Yeah. I love anytime and Mike brought this up before when they like when they reference media but have, but give it like a different name to yeah. people. Didn't they do something with BuzzFeed too on it? Um I know they did Ellen as Helen. Yes, the Helen um, show. The Helen <laughs> show. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty awesome. Um Globe Star. This this whole intro section with all the social media polls is like full of stuff like that. Yeah, there's a lot of Easter eggs. Yeah. Yep. There's a tiny, like, uh, little line. You know when you you have, like, the runner at the bottom of news lines mm-hmm. or news stories? There's one that says, NBA rigged, question mark. Can mixed blacks have powers, question mark. <laughs> it's like, geez. That conversation would totally happen. Oh, yes. You would, yes. People would be like, oh, that's just why sports have been unfair for so long. You know what I mean? That's probably yep. where people's minds would immediately go. There's an article that's from BNN.com. <laughs> BNN. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was great. Yep. Uh, they're in. Um, they may. They have internment camps for these people, right? Which I, so is something I, well, we didn't really talk. But there was also to... like a team that they were training, right? So wait, what? Wasn't there a team? H H A U S? Am I am I remembering that wrong? There's, there was the, the H A U S. Which team were they? Because there was there was a few teams, mm-hmm. and I couldn't tell which ones were for the government and which yes. ones were imprisoning. Yeah, their or which own ones time. were just renegades yeah. that were jumping in. And they would all come out of nowhere. It seemed to at least. What What was the internment camp thing? I think the superheroes are taken into like these special prisons, right? Which is a predecessor of the terrible future to come that the government essentially has these people breed to use them as weapons in the future. Warriors, and, yeah. Okay, yeah. and they're just starting these, like, weird off-the-map prisons that, like, no one really knows about but no one wants to, like, totally ask mm-hmm. questions about. The media is convincing everybody that all of these people are bad. So the and yet they're training them. So the thing right. in secret location. Mm-hmm. The thing you just said, I don't think was readily apparent, which I think is like a crux of this book. Mm-hmm. The sister is from a world, the same Earth, 
where they have fast forwarded yep. the world into into just making blacks weapons yep. for themselves. So that's the future she's trying to stop. Exactly right. 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 They have okay. a military of them. She's like she is in the military, right? The sister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Which is why even though you identify with Ellie, you're also kind of like, yeah, but you can't just save people one at a time and prevent that from happening when her sister's like, yeah, but at all costs, we have to stop this world from... But what a hard concept to understand as a 15-year-old. Right, right. Which is why they're fighting each other and neither is being changed. Right. And they're talking, I think we're talking like millions of years. I don't know how many years. Like thousands of years at least, right? At some point. If I had to guess, <laughs> I would say, right. okay. yeah, go, ahead, get, go ahead and give me your guess, Mike. I'm going to say 2,000, I mean, really for, like, evolution to, like, take yeah, to place com- to the extent. Mm-hmm. When would you have the technology to develop a time stream to throw children back through? I'm going to put it at 4,300, roughly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Does that sound good, it's Mike? It's true. Well, it depends on which Earth we're talking about. Are we talking about like the current Earth or the Earth that before that pr- that predates this Earth? I think it's the darkest timeline. Mm. That that version of Earth. Um, what about Asclops? <laughs> yeah, great callback. And we've tied this episode up with a perfect bow. And this has been first issue. What about Asclops? Um. All right, that brings us to the end of this podcast. Um, First Issue Club is a proud member of the Fountain City Frequency of Podcasts. We are recorded in KCUR Studios, and our music is provided by Primary Color Music. This is the time where we have our closing to you, our audience, who we are so thankful for, for listening to us. Make sure to check us out on all social media forms. We work hard on our Instagram, our Twitter, which is uh, First Issue Club, <laughs> F-I-R-S-T. Uh, hit us up on Gmail if you got any comments, if we fucked anything up, which I'm sure we did. If we said anything stupid, um, tell us about that, too. I love being told I'm an idiot. I fully admit that I'm a we thrive on fucking it. idiot. <laughs> How else am I supposed to check myself? <laughs> yep. Oh, we didn't tell Will about this part. We, clo- we close out by saying... Uh, we have sign-offs. Yeah, we say dumb shit. Okay. (laughs) We just say sign offs. Uh, I don't know. You want to go, Mike? Yeah. You want to go New AG again? I'll try to keep it shorter than last time. Okay. I've been Mike Stacy, and if I could be honest, I don't have that many friends. And with you guys here to spend some time with and talk about comic books, a thing I love. And not feel alone for a little bit, that warms my heart and that's special to me. Will you guys be my best friends? <laughs> Done. Foot, foot, my bro? Is that what we say at this foot, juncture? Foot. I like how you also said, I have been Mike <laughs> This is my new leaf. I'm going to be Mickey Mouse now. now. Can we? I said bye. I finished my thing. <laughs> you guys, it's your turns to do your sign offs. I'm Caitlin Morosik and I will show myself out. all right uh this is budget king and i actually hired um uh somebody from downton abbey to come and give my closing (laughs) hey hey mate this is bangers and mash 
Oh, it's so British being on here. Thanks for having me, BK. Tooted out your butthole. <laughs> laugh, at, <laughs> laugh at yourself a little bit more on that one. <laughs> All right. uh, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the best sign <laughs> Man, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> 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 Bye. <laughs>